0: evening. All right, that was good. Amen. Amen. I uh, <clears throat> was reminded of the scapegoat in Leviticus. One had to die and one got to go free. I'm getting it, brother. I'm about to have a spell. Just give me a minute. I, uh, I'm i just so thankful for what the Lord has done for us. Amen. Amen. And uh, if it wasn't for him, boy, we'd be in a mess tonight. And uh I'm just so grateful, and, and you know, as we start a new year, I'm just so optimistic about what God has for us, and, uh, and, and if we need to dim the lights, we can do that, whatever y'all want to do, amen, um, I'm easy. So we're just going to talk about where we're at as a church, I like to do that once a year, we've actually done it twice this year, Bible tells us to be thou diligent to know the state of thy flocks, look well to thy herds, and that's all we're trying to do tonight, and I just want to share some things with you. We'll have some laughs. And then we'll have some serious stuff as well. So what happened in 2019? Well, our theme was, these 40 years the Lord thy God has been with thee, thou hast lacked nothing. And as we reflected over the past 40 years, I think we were still being mindful of where we're at, and also where we're going. And it's okay to look to the past. Amen? We have a rich history. We have a good heritage here. We have nothing to be ashamed of as we look over the last 40 years. Let's keep it that way. And once again, this year we lacked nothing. <laughs> it's been so good. God has really blessed us immensely. We saw increased giving, increased attendance. We had a lot of projects that we got done this year. And a lot of that was due to the, the givings that we saw this year. We were able to get some things done. First and foremost, we saw people saved and baptized. And that's what we have to be about. I'm glad 2020 started off the way it has. And uh, thank God for Maria this morning. What you may not know is I was coming into church thinking, man, it's going to be a good day. Sharon Fogner came in. She told me in between Sunday school and Sunday morning, she said, you know, I was driving in, and I said, it's just going to be a good day. And then Jenny Byers said, uh, You know, I was just praying that God would show us somebody that would get saved. And then Jeff Russ said, I went to the altar to pray for her to get saved. He said, just got burdened about it. And uh, listen, if you'll obey every impulse of the Holy Spirit, we'll be way better off. So everything we do must be about souls. And I mean everything. If we lose that focus, we're in trouble. Every ministry, every class, every lesson that is taught, every bus route, every song, every message, every special event, every school day, every John and Romans, it must all be about souls for the Lord Jesus Christ. May we never ever lose that focus. Everything must be done to the glory of God. Now I mention that because whatsoever ye do, do all to the glory of God. And this means we have to maintain our holiness. I don't want to compromise for the sake of seeing people come in. We're seeing people come in regardless. And so I just want to encourage us to just stay with it. Let's keep doing what we're doing. God will bless it. And that's been my prayer since I've become pastor that God would show Rapid City that it still works. Show us the old paths. It still works. This is what we did in 2019 Bam! So that's a lot of stuff. A little bit different than last year because we had the Mexico trip. And uh, unfortunately, I I need to apologize to you. I wanted to put together a video of what all was done in 2019, but I didn't have time. And then I also didn't have time to get pictures of everything that took place this year. So just understand it's not a knock on anybody. I just didn't have the time. In addition to all this, we had our normal weekly and monthly ministries, Sunday school events, and our teen events. Well, Hudson, you look like you were all hopped up on something. Amen. I don't know what they were feeding you up there that that year, this past. That was the winter youth rally from 2019, not the one we just came from. So we went to Flags and Wheels. I call it our youth outing in quotes because I think it was really for Ken. And uh, you should have seen him flying around that slick track and uh, nobody was going to beat him. Amen. Look how beat up his car is. Teen girls, Bible readers, (laughs) lock-in. I don't know, sister. That's a lot of empty calories right there. Praise the Lord. You may want me to stop showing pictures before this is over. So where do you sleep during the lock-in? In In the the choir loft, I guess. And guys, I am so glad I'm not a girl. (laughs) That's what girls do at lock-in? Amen. So they had a good time, I guess. All right. Praise the Lord. So if you read your Bible through, that's what you got to do with the ladies, the teens lock-in. So I like to show this clip because that's the kind of snow I've always wanted to see. But when you live in Box Elder, it kind of comes in the other way. And so isn't that beautiful? Beautiful. So Sandy Wagner was our speaker this year, and Adrian's in the nursery, and I didn't get the numbers from her, but I'm pretty sure it was record attendance, record number of churches that came out. It's just a great time. (laughs) (laughs) Geraldine showed up, and I don't know who invited her, but uh, I don't know if those are beauty tips, but let's move on. Man, that's a little clip from Ladies Retreat. Ladies, make your plans to be there. It's worth your investment. It's worth the, the money. They do all the cooking for you. I mean, that's got to be a plus. And so if you can go make plans to go, it's going to be worth it. This year, we'll have Debbie Whitaker as the speaker. And so it'll be worth, worth your investment. Then we had our Memorial Day picnic. If you notice the fog in the background, it was like 30 <laughs> degrees that day. And uh, one of those wonderful Memorial Days in South Dakota But we had some fun there as well. (laughs) Amen. And I love the shot right here at the end. (laughs) Amen. You're you're welcome. We love you, Sherry. And and the thing is, she, she bought the right to put the pie in her face so nobody would have to shove it in her face and then Braden came along, took care of that. But not to be (laughs) outdone. Underneath that pie is Adam Mitchell. Oh yeah. Now for those who don't know, this is how we were raising money for Silver State Youth Camp. And a brother, correct me if I'm wrong, but it was like $1,000 that came in for this. Just short of $1,000. All for a can of whipped cream in somebody's face. It worked out pretty good. <clears throat>
1: <laughs>
0: Amen, Adam. Praise the Lord. I should have put the others, there's, there's another angle where you can really see his eyes are all huge. Amen. And he shall
1: die with thy hands. One more time. Trust in the Lord with all thy heart. And he shall die with thy hands. Wow, that is the
0: best. Well, Vacation Bible School was awesome this year love the records. Pray for a hundred kids in the morning session this year. And uh, I'm expecting the Lord to do that. And so if you'd pray for that, I'd appreciate it. Well, then we had men and boys camp out and there's just something slightly goofy about that picture that it's like the helmet doesn't quite fit. <laughs> but anyway, we had a great time at the men and boys camp. We went to uh, Fort Pier and we might be doing that again this year. Brett, I can't remember what we decided on. Yeah, and so we'll go to Fort Pier again this year. It was so fun. And... All right, let's do this. There we go. Unfortunately, the only pictures I have on my in my possession are here when they were riding bikes and stuff. And people brought their four-wheelers, motorcycles. The DeGarmos had their motorcycles out there. And uh, Ken brought a couple of his and... Justin actually was doing something high, high speed, awesome, and gotten some kind of accident. Go, go figure. A Degarmo got hurt, yeah. and he lost his phone. It, his it, I don't know where it went. Did did they found it though? Right? Because it had like a tracker on it or something. And so uh, they ended up finding it later. But his phone was lost somewhere out there in the field. And I don't know why this video cracks me up, but like. It's like, yeah, he's going to gun it, and it goes nowhere. <laughs> the only thing that happened was the motor got louder. <laughs> Family camp was a blast. Uh, loved the wagoners and he did a wonderful job talking about anger. But not to be outdone. <laughs> Delmar and Geraldine showed up. Well, the hardest part about that video is seeing Abby and uh, the fact that they had to leave us. But uh, boy, family camp, you can tell it was pretty much standing room only this year. And I want, I want to just go ahead and commercial break. Please be there this year. Amen. We will have Dave Sommerdorf with us. And if anybody knows how to do a family camp, it's Brother Sommerdorf. And would just love for you to be able to make it out there. Even if you can only come for a session or two and not even spend the night, we'd love to have you. Then we had our Rapid Skills event. Wasn't that awesome? I wish we could just move the church there, to be honest with you. Um, Well, we're going to talk about that in just a minute. Hey, you were still a team, though, weren't you? You had hit 20? Oh, okay. So when you got Johnny on your team, look how tall that guy is. Um, It's no wonder. And then Mike, I just can't get over the tennis shoes, brother. Um... To see Mike Chavez running in tennis shoes is so funny because he wears boots all the time. And he was running like he was wearing a pair of boots. Um, If you wear boots, you know what I'm talking about. And (laughs) it was so funny. Praise the Lord. Uh, This is where I put this up here because Adam was being real tricky with the scoreboard. So to answer Breck's question on who won, well, all of a sudden in the fourth quarter, it got to where it was tied. I don't know what kind of scoring you were doing, brother. But it ended up going to double overtime. Yeah. <laughs> and then before it was over with, all the teens were on the court. Uh, they still lost. Is that what you wanted to hear, brother? All right. Everybody praise Breck. He's awesome. Um, and then was it Allie's yeah, knockout where he was just so disrespectful to women that night? <laughs> Amen. The bus ministry didn't know I took this picture, but it sure meant a lot to me. I was parked over by the shed when the snow's gone. I park over there in the grass and I saw them out there praying. And that just does something for you. Amen. And uh, that's what it's all about right there, folks. And bus ministry, y'all keep praying about it. Keep praying. God's good. I don't really have anything for the academy except this picture of my wife on crazy hat day. I don't know who made the giraffe. Levi, do you know who made that? Riley did. Way to go, Mrs. Riley. So the press ministry, just a wonderful year. Over 660,000 John and Romans were distributed and or printed. If I've got my numbers right, Mike, you can correct me in just a second, but those went to 23 states, five countries, and then the continent of Africa. And then Levi, you're just so awesome there, buddy. Mike, you had something you wanted to say, sir?
2: I've been doing this for about five years now, and, uh, you know, it's always hard to get pictures from when we uh, print the scripture and send it to different countries, and uh, just to get that feedback, because, you know, at the print shop, we're working hard, we're doing what the Lord's called us to do, but sometimes we never see the end result of that. Uh, so this time, uh, we actually have a video that we're going to show here uh, for the Philippine container arriving there uh, in uh, in the Philippines, and uh, I have a letter here I want to read to you as well uh, here in a second, but so this is the first time that that I know that since I've been doing this, that a missionary actually sent us a video uh, of receiving the scripture there. Um, it's also the first time that I'm gonna be heading uh, over uh, to a different country that we printed for to actually see uh, the end result on the ground there and be able to distribute uh, the scripture that we, that we printed. So um, so this Philippine project uh, um, uh, started in February of 2018 and uh, I delivered uh, 45,000 John Romans to, uh, we printed 45,000 John Romans to a church in California. And uh, that pastor is a Filipino, and uh, it was in his office in February 2018 that we prayed about this project, and uh, the Lord gave me peace about it, and uh, his hand has been on this project from the very, very beginning. As you know, when we came back from Alaska, that report, boy, the Lord just really blessed with the finances there. But uh, here's the letter from the missionary I want to read to you. It says, Greetings to you in the precious name of our Lord, God, and Savior, Jesus Christ. Uh, Our greatest joy is to see souls saved through Jesus Christ. Uh, God has been opening doors of opportunity for us to share the Word of God to police officers, military, public and private, elementary and high schools, local government employees, uh, and house-to-house soul winning. And I'm going to be a part of doing uh, all of those uh, when I get over there uh, here in just a couple weeks. I'm looking forward to that. But he says, uh, what a tremendous blessing it is to receive these precious Bibles and and, uh, booklets from the United States. So uh, the the church in uh, South Carolina that Sam goes to there in Greenville uh, they donated a bunch of Bibles, uh, study Bibles, and uh, also the uh, Sword Searcher Bible software uh, to this project. So that's the Bibles he's referring to here. So we helped get uh, not only our John Romans, but also uh, uh, full Bibles over there uh, as well. So he said, what a tremendous blessing it is to receive that. Everyone is so excited and, perp- uh, and prepared for a massive all-out effort to distribute and place the Word of God into the hearts and hands of people who sit in darkness here on the islands of Mindanao. Uh, Plans are already being made to gather local pastors together in unity to strengthen our numbers uh, and lengthen our outreach to the most rural and remote places where the gospel has not been given. Your gift is is more precious than we can ever describe and will make an impact in ways you will never know until we get to heaven and God reveals the fruit that abounds to your account. By the grace of God, we are ready and more than willing to do the hard and dirty work. Uh, It is such a wonderful and joyful work to be used by God to preach the life-changing Word of God. Your partnership is such a tremendous encouragement to us here. Then he says, history in the making. On December 19, 2019, at 6 a.m., the massive container filled with Bibles arrived here at Bible Baptist Church on the final day of our youth camp. All the campers were eager to help unload the Bibles, and stock the empty rooms with these precious seeds. Every young man and and the young ladies were energetic and working together as a team to get the work done. All I can hear was joy and laughter as the people worked hard to carry the heavy boxes into the church building. I did not hear anyone complain because so many young people were excited knowing that they were going to uh, be receiving a Bible for the very first time in their very own Bible. Many of them have never owned a Bible. During the last service and final preaching, an invitation was given to come to an old-fashioned altar, and 33 precious young people came forward and surrendered their lives for Bible college. Praise God. The Holy Ghost moved in such a powerful way uh, on that most memorable day. The campers received their Bibles, and the pastors received their their Bibles as well, Uh, and also the John Romans is ready for uh, distribution. We will remember this day as the first time in history of this church that we have ever received Bibles in such volumes. We have already contacted some of the uh, local high schools and universities uh, so that we'll be able to preach the Word of God through symposiums and lectures, and then afterwards distribute the Bibles uh, to the students by the thousands. Uh, Please continue to include uh, our church team in your earnest and most fervent prayers and fasting as we travel from school to school. To God be the glory, honor, and praise. So I just wanted to read that to you, and I have a few notes here real quick before we see the video. But, uh, you know, this video really spoke to me when, when he sent it to me, uh, because I've seen it pretty much from start to finish. Uh, I was there when the first dollars were raised in Alaska. And that that young girl gave her entire piggy bank to to printing the John and Romans. I mean, she just came up and said, this is all I have in my piggy bank. I want it to go to John Romans. I mean, things like that It was just stirred my heart, and I saw that from the very beginning, from uh, January 1st, 2019, when, we, when the first scriptures rolled off the press. I was there to see that, many of you were there as well. Uh, but when, when I see it, saw this video, I saw all of that coming together and how God's hand is on this, on this project from the very beginning, and it just stirred my heart. And to see those boxes that some of you may have had an opportunity to handle, uh, that some of you may pack, you, you may recognize some of those boxes, that you help to pack, that you help to distribute, to get the Word of God on the field. Boy, that just stirred my heart, and I pray that it stirs your heart as well. So please pray uh, for this project uh, as we go forward. I'll be leaving on the 25th, I believe, of January. We'll be there for a couple weeks, and we'll be able to uh, distribute uh, the John Romans uh, into the villages, into the towns, to the local law enforcement. And I'm so looking forward to to seeing what the Lord's going to do. This is just the beginning. And when I come back, I'm looking forward to showing you the actual end result fruit of people being saved. So praise the Lord for that. Go ahead, Pastor, and uh, click the button. What
3: is happening? To a nation that used to fear the Lord To a people whose foundation was built upon God's Word We've allowed the world's opinion to chart a different way But it's time the Church of Jesus Christ should boldly stand and our children that
0: Pastor Holder was here, he'd say, if that don't light your fire, your wood's your woods wet. Amen. That really puts it in perspective, I tell you, just to see it on the other side there. You know, when you're out there and you're assembling those together, would you just pray with every one of them? Lord, put this in the hand of a center. Put this in the hand of a center. Amen. Oh, thank you to everybody that goes out there and makes that possible. All right, let's move on. So some projects we got completed. We got a new church sign this year. And uh, just thank you to everybody who's involved in all of these. I'm not gonna start naming names. I'll offend somebody before it's over if I do. We went from pews to chairs. Now, keep in mind, that was not because we thought chairs were cool. Um, It was to keep from building the elevator project or going forward with the elevator. So we saved a lot of money that way and kept uh, people from having to go downstairs for special events. And the chairs came in on a semi, but this is my favorite picture. Amen, Mike. Um, just looks excited to be here. We got a new website this year. We've got sermons uploaded there. We got a podcast. And we also have the, the ability now for online giving. And I'm praying a, a bazillionaire will come across our site and go, Sweet. Amen. We got a ceiling mounted projector and screen. Woo! <clears throat> I have been wanting that forever. Praise God. We've got the monitor in the foyer as well. And we'll probably start doing live feeds out there in the foyer. And we're probably going to go live stream at some point this year. We're working, well, we're not. Mike had called sound pro, Mike Petraco. And so there are some pieces moving towards that. No more blue fabric. I'm so excited. You have no idea how happy this makes me, especially this picture. Ah, oh, looks so good. It looks just like that, though. Um, praise the Lord. Amen. We got new four-year furniture this year. Man, I wish that was in my house. Landscaping. Now, for those who never saw the old yard, that dirt area used to be a landscaping point. And so that was taken out. And I can't wait for the grass to come in or it to come in full this summer. It's going to look really good. Just some shots here for you. Doesn't that look good? It sure does. And then this picture on the right, it doesn't have the lighting in there yet, but there's lighting on the sign and on the flag, so when you go out there tonight, it should be lit. There's some of the folks that helped. That's not all inclusive. There were more people that kind of came and went. Uh, Ben, we're so proud of you, brother. Look at you there. Amen. Uh, Jackson looking cool as always. What you don't know is he's really just standing there. He wasn't doing anything. Uh, He learned it from Mike. Amen. (laughs) Amen. And there's the beefcake.
1: <laughs>
0: it's just been a good year, has it not? Brother Palmer started working on a sprinkler system. He'll finish that up this spring if I have my facts straight. But a lot of the work's been done. And just a lot of hard work went on outside this year. We put windows in all the classroom doors. By we, I mean Harry. And <laughs> and I would think Russ probably helped with that. I don't know for sure, but we, uh, Just wanted to make it more safe, if you will, make folks who come in as visitors feel like their child's not behind a a closed door like that and that they can look in. That's the reason why we did that. For 2020, I I would like to do some painting outside. We've got some issues out there that uh, it just needs to be redone on some areas. Larry did some last year, but there's some other areas we gotta do. The back of the sanctuary back here, it really needs some work. Once you notice what's wrong with it, it just drives you insane. The ceiling's kind of wavy, like the wires have kind of... Anyway, it, the, the, the drop-down ceiling's all crooked. There's some trim issues, and I was talking to, to DJ Hobel about it. And, and so we're going to see if we can't get some of that done this year. I still want to remodel the baptistry. That's been on my to-do list forever. I really want people who give their heart to Christ and go back there to get baptized, not to walk into this work zone, but actually make it look like something that's respectable. Amen. New foyer carpet is needed. And I was talking to Tiffany about it a little bit, and we'll probably try to find some sort of commercial grade foyer carpet. And then down the hall in the rooms down there, past the water fountain, some of that carpet looks like it's been in here since WW2, and so we've got to get that replaced if possible. I still want church sign in the foyer that kind of points the way where everything's at, so when a new person walks in, they can know the nursery's this way, sanctuary's this way, Sunday school rooms are down here, all that kind of stuff. And I'm sure I'm going to have more. I just haven't had time, but every time I walk around the church, I make lists and I come up with stuff that I want to see done. Uh, Ministry goals, still trying to get the discipleship program going. What happened here was, remember Jed Chappell was working on it. Well, bless his heart, right before he left, his computer crashed and we lost everything that we had on that. And so what I've had to do is pretty much just buy a program that's already out there in print. And I'm going to hand that to Eric McCarty after I look at it. And I'm hoping we can get that up and running either at the very end of this month or the very beginning of next month. I've got a young man who already said, yes, I would love to go through that program. And so we're going to open that up to anybody who wants to be discipled. And then we still need to establish an outreach program. That's, That's coming. I hope this spring is when we can hit the ground running with that. I'm really waiting on Brother DeGarmo to get back, to be honest with you. He's been kind of the belly button for some of this. And so looking forward to getting that established. So... 2019 giving it been a fantastic year. That's why we were able to get a lot of those projects done and I just praise God for that. It's a 31% increase this year. I still want to add two staff members. That's on my to-do list, but we got to wait till the finances stabilize. I don't know if what we saw in 2019 was unusual giving. I tend to think it is if you want a complete annual report that has our givings and our expenses, you can see Sherry Mitchell or Larry Brock and get a printout. We don't want to hide anything. And anybody is always welcome to get an expense and income report from the finance office anytime you want. But if you want the annual one, that'll show you where everything went. We have everything accounted for, every dollar, every penny. And you can see where it all went. I'll be happy to to make that available to you. And we might still do that on a Wednesday night here. So we saw increased attendance despite that some people moved. And that's one of the hard things about being a military type church is we do see our airmen PCS and it's just life, right? We just deal with it. Some aren't as faithful as they used to be and that's heartbreaking. And even worse, some have dropped out but despite all that, we've seen our numbers increased. If you remember, I asked you last year to help with parking and seating (laughs) to accommodate more souls. Like I said, I ran out of time, so I borrowed these pictures from last year. (laughs) Amen. But if you can park like that, I'd appreciate it. Um, I think Jim Mahler can help with that in his racing days. He probably knows how to get that thing in there. And then if we go to bunk chairs, we'll be good. I would ask you though, keep viewing parking and seating helping there as doing your part to get more people in here, it's so important. Your efforts have paid off this year. Our Sunday morning average increased from 145 to 157, but there's more to it than that. Let me explain this a little bit deeper. Very exciting for me personally. You may recall that we had plateaued for 31 months straight at 145 on a Sunday morning. And that's because of our parking limitations, our seating limitations. We can only get so many people in here. From January through mid-August, we continued to average 145 to the dot. It was amazing what God has been showing me through this. But when we restructured Junior Church, Brother Chavez had come to me and said, I think it's time that they meet outside the sanctuary bus ministry was starting to grow and we didn't want to take up three, four rows of junior church just to dismiss them when after the offering. So we started doing that. That's the same time we went to chairs just to give you an idea of when that took place. Since that time from mid-August until the end of this year, it's been up to 175. And that just happens to be what we had this morning. And so, and there's a good crowd here tonight. This is incredible. And so we're seeing an increase is all I'm telling you. When we, made, when we made the adjustment on junior church, God blessed and we saw more people come in. Amen. Five Sundays this year, we topped 200. Amen. Now, what's neat about that is four of those were after that mid-August time frame. And so it's, it's a trend that we're starting to see. And I'm just grateful for that but it does mean we gotta talk about options. I mentioned this back in July, I think, but we can go to choir seating, that would open up 24 to 28 seats out here on the floor. The problem with that is on average, when you free up that amount of seats, now you gotta have the parking to accommodate the people that would come in. And we don't even have spaces available and it would take 10 to 14 spaces to make that possible. Does that make sense what I'm trying to say there? Okay. So I sense God saying, why open up 24 to 28 seats when you can open up 181 seats? (laughs) Amen. How are we going to do that? Two services. It would require that this year instead of next year. Now, people are still pulling into the parking lot but driving back out because there's nowhere to park. And I don't know what that does to you, but I hope they didn't need Christ that day. Amen. Amen. As a reminder, there's about to be a large increase of active military personnel with the new bomber that's going to be coming in. So they're talking around 5,000 people that'll be coming in. And as I've been trying to foot stomp through this whole discussion about choir seating or two services, if we're not talking about reaching souls, we're missing it. We're missing it. I don't ever want... I used to be that guy. Well, I don't want to be in a church that's X amount. We should never, ever let that enter our thinking. Because if God's blessing, we ought to receive the blessing. And, and I'm just telling you, if you love this church and you love what God's doing here, you should want all 70,000 people in Rapid City to be a part of that. Amen. So remember just what I've kind of said over the summer, 60% capacity. It seems full. 80% is full. What that means is, according to all the people that know what they're talking about, <laughs> 60% you walk in, it's like, wow, this church is growing, but... I can still find a place for me to be here. When you get to 80%, no vacancy is in their mind. There's really no room for me here. And we've got to just be mindful of this because we've averaged around 80% for three years now in our sanctuary. And many Sundays we've been up at 95% capacity in here. And that's just by the grace of God. So we're, we're just out of space. According to all the research... We need to go to two services if we want to keep growing. Now, experts say when you reach 80%, go to another service or build another facility. Well, guess what? We don't have the money to build. So just to put everybody's mind at ease, if we were to go forward with this, and I'm going to get everybody's opinion before it's over, not tonight, but before we make any decision but it's not two different types of services, okay? I don't want anybody thinking, well, oh, awesome, we're going to have a contemporary service and a traditional service, and that's not what we're talking about, okay? We would simply add a service before Sunday school. It'd be the same message, same hymns, and as much as we could possibly do, the same service. Now, I realize there are some cons to that because you kind of restrain the Holy Spirit to an extent because if you're preaching and it's hot, and then all of a sudden the clock says... People are coming in. So there are some drawbacks. I understand that. This is kind of what it would look like. So we would have 8.30 to 9.30. This is what's on my heart right now. I'm not saying we would do this. But right now I was thinking, because this is what a lot of churches are doing that I studied, a lot of Baptist churches. So you have your first service from 8.30 to 9.30. We would have a nursery available during that time. And until we had the workers, my wife said she would would keep that if necessary. And then from 10, we would move Sunday school to 10 o'clock to 1045. And then we would have the nursery and all of our classes, just like we do now. The only difference would be we'd move it 15 minutes later. And then we'd have a service from 11 to 12. And that would be the junior church. We'd keep that the same. The reason why the first service wouldn't have all that the second service has is because of the bus ministry. And we're bringing those kids in. And right now we have all of that in place with Tim Wells teaching, Brandon Bockhouse teaching those two classes. I don't want to open up another junior church in the morning service. So there are some drawbacks, I understand that, but that's kind of what it would look like. And as the first service, if we were to do it, if it were to grow, then Lord willing, they would start having a choir as well, their own ushers, their own pianists, all this kind of stuff. Don't worry, I'll ask for questions in a little bit. So two services mean we double our parking, we double our seating all without having to build. And that's the benefit, is it doesn't cost you anything to do it except the utilities. So logistically, it would require commitments from the song leader, uh, pianist, ushers would have, to, would have to figure out how we could pull off two services and obviously from the preacher. And so I talked to Brother Long, he's willing to do it. And um, if he goes deployed, which would you just pray that he doesn't? But if he goes deployed, then I talked to Adam Jones and Eric McCarty if they were willing to work out a deal to where they would do one or the other service. We could make that possible. Piano-wise, you know, we may have to have more piano players or something like that, but we can work it out is all I'm saying. But this is kind of what we would have to get commitments from. I've had some people already tell me, hey, why don't we just go ahead and do it? So you've had a year to think on it. And I can tell you, it's received way different than when I first mentioned it last year. If you were in here last year and I was like, yeah, we could go to two services. (laughs) And I just moved on. I was like, oh, we're not doing that. But now people are a little bit more on board. I really just want to know where your heart's at. So if you can just whisper to me at some point, send me a text, shoot an email, come to me. Let me know where your heart's at on this. And um, I'm going to take silence as no news is good news. So if you're silent about it and you don't want to do it, you need to tell me or else I'm going to take that as a, yeah, I'm I'm on board. So long-term... This has been a little bit harder for me. And I'm sorry, I don't mean to get emotional over something that seems so simple. But we have that 10 acres south, south of town. The 40 acres next to it that we were talking about went under contract. And I really feel like God's saying, just stay on the north side. And the reason is, is because I think if we go south of town out there by the press, I think we might inadvertently cut off our interstate um, towns out there. Somerset, Black Hawk, Piedmont, Box Elder, the base. Because I live in Box Elder, and where I live in Box Elder, it takes me 25 minutes to get to church, but it takes me 45 to get to the press. And I just kinda sense, and I don't know if you guys agree with that thinking, but if we added 20 to 25 minutes to a person's commute, are they gonna go to the south side of town? And right now, a lot of who we see come in are in this kinda I-90 corridor. And so, just, just a thought here, okay? It's kind of what I sense God saying. Shopco is for sale. Yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you about this. You would not believe the amount of people I've had tell me, hey, do you know Shopco is for sale? I'm like, no, I didn't know that. Um, <laughs> sister, don't get me started on the parking. This is how bad I am. I started counting the spots on the Google Earth. <laughs> and... Uh, we could easily go to a thousand. <laughs> Amen. So, um, what'd you say? Wendy's, in the Wendy's is there. Frosty's after service. Man, you know the teens would be digging that. I, I had Wendy's today. Amen. It's just perfect. No, it'll say Liberty Baptist Tabernacle. And over here would be the academy entrance. We can make the front all windows. Now, when freeze flooring goes out of business, which they will. (laughs) Um, We'll buy that too, and then that'll be our academy. Amen. But to be honest, it would take several more million dollars just to renovate it into a church facility. I was talking to the pastor at um, South Canyon when we had Robin's funeral there. And that used to be family thrift for those who've been around here for a while. And he said just to raise the roof of that facility to do the sanctuary. If you've been in there, they've got a balcony. and It was really nice. And uh, he said that took millions of dollars just to do that. So <sighs> just pray about it, would you? I, I tell you what I'm doing right now. Every time I come into church Sunday morning, I pull in and I park right in front and I just pray. So if you want to join me, that's where I'm at. You know, it's just its really up to God, whatever He wants. Um, I just want to trust Him fully. He knows what's best for us. So, what's our purpose? Something to help us, just remind us what we're doing. We're here to reach out. We're here to just spread the seed of the Word of God. Part of our outreach is going to be saturation, where we just go around and saturate the city. We want to not only reach out for Christ, but we want to get them rooted down. Amen? We want them to put down roots in Christ, start to grow, be disciples. disciple. We want to raise them up, start to begin to grow upward, and then we want them to remain in. And so that's our purpose for ours here. We want to reach out, root down, raise up, and remain in. 2020 theme, and then we'll, we'll wrap this up. I know it says 2019, but just get over it. <laughs> so Psalm 2713, we got the new banners on the wall there. Um, I had fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. It's 2020, and so I thought something about vision would be good. And so believe to see, that's our theme this year. Do you believe God is able? I mean, do you believe it? When when you see something like, we'll just use Shopko as an example. When you see something like that, and then you see 7.65 million, do you believe God's able? He said, I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord. You see what the world does. And there's only two examples in the Bible where, well, there, there may be more, but two that really come to my mind. The Queen of Sheba comes to Solomon and said, the half hadn't been told. Once she saw it, and then Thomas, who said, except I see his nail prints, um, I won't believe. And then he saw and he believed. Outside of that, The Bible is clear that an evil, adulterous generation seeketh after a sign. You see, people want to have the proof before they will believe. And I want to encourage us this year, and we'll preach on this just a little bit as we start the new year, but we've got to believe it if we're going to see it. That's how the Bible lays it out, and I'll cover all those verses in a future message. But I want you to walk out of here believing to see something great this year. To see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. The land of the living refers to earth here. Um, And so that's what I want us to focus on. Because if you remember going back to past years, strengthen, O God, that which thou has wrought for us. And then we had the uh, 40th and we've lacked nothing. And now God has strengthened our ministries. Just look around. Um, He's done that. And now I just want to see what God's got for us. But we got to believe to see it. You got to believe to see it. What is this? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Uh, How did I forget this? All right, as we close, if you're in a leadership role, men, we got a new requirement for you. All men in leadership will now be required to sleep in white shirt, tie, sweatpants, and socks. I have no idea why this cracks me up, but it absolutely moves me to tears every time I just look at it. Going to bed with a shirt and tie on, praise God. So before we conclude tonight, are there any questions specifically over two services? Anybody got something on your heart? Thank you, Alex, for the warning. I really just want to know where your heart's at on it because... It's at that point where the rubber's meeting the road. we got to make a decision.
1: Right.
0: we got to decide what we're doing here. I told you before, we, we can put it in cruise control and I can live comfortably the rest of my life. Uh, it's got nothing to do with anything but souls. I, I really believe in my heart that God is kind of saying this, show me what you're going to do there before I go and give you amen. a new facility. That's right. So Amen. All right, so that was our state of the church address. Aren't you excited? (laughs) Honestly, folks, God is so good to us. And it's nothing that we've done as far as our worth. Uh, I don't deserve to be up here. And yet God uses us in spite of us. And let's just stay faithful. Let's go home with a prayer. It's already 7.30. Well, we actually got done on time. Anybody else want a message? (laughs) All right, let's pray. Father, we love you tonight. Thank you so much for just how good you've been to us this past year. All the projects we were able to get done, all the ministries that you blessed. Lord, I forgot to mention the, the youth rally back in October and how many churches showed up and how many kids were here. What a blessing it was. And we're seeing that all over the place. And we know it's because you said you would build your church. It's your church. It's not ours. I'm just an interim pastor. It belongs to you. And you purchased it with your blood. And I trust that because you purchased it with your blood, you're going to do what's best. Whatever that looks like, whatever that means. And so I need wisdom on what to do as we go forward And so I pray you just make things clear. And if we happen to lose momentum, just give wisdom if we need to pull that thing back. Lord, whatever you want, whatever you want, let this be your church. And may we just get out of the way and just be instruments in your hands. Now, Father, I pray you give us safety as we go home. Thank you for the good attendance tonight. Bless the people for their faithfulness. And we ask all this for Christ's sake. Amen.